Got a few people on NyQuil. They're kind of they're drifting a little. You know, I'm gonna have to. If, now, if you fall asleep, I, I can't say that it won't come out. Just you know, call you on it. Eddie, Eddie, wake up, bro. Wake up. No, it's uh, it's all good. Uh, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Man, those songs this morning. Woo, good job, worship team. Pastor Eddie, you guys, uh, rock it. It just gets in your soul, gets in your heart, doesn't it? Uh, how go through uh, 29,000 of them this morning. You guys are going to be all ready to go. You're going to be all blessed up and ready to go, and we should be out of here by dark. That'd be good. No, it's, it, it is good. It's an honor to be able to minister the Word this morning, honor to bring, because it's God's Word. I mean, I don't really have to do anything but just pick out some stuff and read it, and you're going to get blessed. Amen. Because his word is alive, it's active, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It goes right into the very soul and spirit and divides us and gets right in there where it needs to do its work. And this morning, you know, we, we are, uh, we're just blessed. Uh, <clears throat> we are so blessed. And uh, well, it's just good. It's just good to be here. So let's pray. Well, Lord, we come before you this morning. Father, we ask that you would uh, please minister to us today. We know that you have the ability to reach every single person here individually with whatever need they have and to minister to them. And to, Lord, as this word goes forth, <clears throat> Lord, it would accomplish exactly what you would have it to do. You, your word does not go out void. It doesn't just go out and fall to the ground, but it lands in our heart. It lands at, as a seed planted in good soil this morning. It's not going to get choked out. It's not going to get forgotten about. It's not going to be not tended to, but it's going to bring up a crop 30, 60, 100-fold return this morning, Father. I ask you to just bless these people that have come this morning, taking time out of their lives to come and minister and worship the living God today. For He is worthy to be praised. He is worthy to be lifted up. He is worthy to receive all praise, all glory, all honor, because He is the mighty King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the God of every God. He is the master of the universe. And not only that, he is my father. Oh, wow. And not in the strictest sense. He is my daddy. He's my, my dad. My son calls me popster. That's what, you know, that is to the, to the father. He's my popster. He's my, because he loves me so much. And I'm, when I say me, I'm talking you. I'm talking every single person on this planet is loved by my God. Wow. He left the 99 to just go grab you. He left the 999,900,000, all the nines across, <laughs> to come get you this morning. To come get you and to make sure that you're saved. To make sure that you have an abundant life. To make sure that you're filled beyond measure. 
Father, we thank and praise you for this time together. In Jesus' name, amen. Jeez, I don't have any room for That's it. Amen. We're going home. Get carried away there. <clears throat> so we're going to open up kind of at the very beginning of the book. So uh, we're going to go to Genesis. And I was just thinking about, and you know, we're kind of always, a, the new year is always kind of a fresh insight on things. And we always, you know, we kind of look at things and the, kind of like the past is gone and we're looking forward. You know, we tend to look a little more forward, I think, at the first of the year. And we, sometimes we kind of tend to evaluate, how am I doing? How am I doing in this A bracket, B bracket, my life, my, you know, how, am I, how are things going? And, uh, and so I, I, I was just thinking that, you know, this, sometimes um, we forget that our God is just amazing. And he created everything that we see. I mean, he created the heavens. He created the earth. He, he, it says, and it was good. And it was good. He created the, the sun and the moon and the stars. Billions of stars. They don't even know. I mean, you know, we've got the uh, Hubble telescope out there, and they're just like, well, it's off the charts. There's way more. Our, our universes and galaxies and systems are massive that our God created when he spoke out and said let there be light and creation came into existence that's the God we serve man he is a mighty God and yet he knows your very name he knows who you are he died not only for mankind but for you individually and personally Wow. And so he made the beasts of the field. He made all these different things, the trees, the seeds and plants. Seed time and harvest, it said, will never pass away. It's always going to be that way. You plant a seed, stuff's going to grow. Up comes a crop. Here comes a fruit. You know, you plant good seed, you get good stuff. You plant bad seed, not so good. But it's going to come up because it's a biblical principle. <clears throat> But here's, here's where I'm going this morning. Uh, verse 26, 126. <clears throat> and then God said, let us make man in our image. Notice it's plural. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they're all there together in the, in the creation. And he says, let us make man in our image. Get a grasp on that this morning. He's not some big blob thing. He's not like this, you know, when you look at some of these galaxies and there's these, you know, nebula and you see these gases and just this, you know, no form or, no. We're, we're, in, we're made in his image. He has arms. He has legs. He's the head of the church, right? Uh, our God. So... Let us have, <clears throat> so he said, make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. We know there's creeps in the earth, right? But, so, but they're creep, you know, we, but we have dominion over them. Don't miss that part. We have dominion over those creepy things. So God created man. In his own image, and in the image of God, he created him. Boy, can, 
I think he has a message here. You're created in the image of God. You look like him. You're, you're somewhat in the same, we're in the same family, right? We're in the same class. And not, we're not gods, but we're, we're, that's what we look, look like. What's an image? You know, you, you, get, uh, you think about <clears throat> even a couple thousand years ago when they had, uh, all they had was polished metal. You look at yourself, and I'm sure it wasn't very easy to do your makeup with. Pluck your eyebrows with or whatever. You're like, whoa, missed the whole thing. But now we got these mirrors that are perfect. You know, you look in and you look in the mirror. And sometimes I see the faces there. Yeah, sometimes it's scary. But you see the image. It's not, you're not there. You're not in that. You're not over here on this side. You're the real use here, but you're looking and you've got this image coming off this mirror. You, you, that's, that's an image of you. And that's like it is with our God. He, he, we're an image of, of him. And so, you know, that's really cool to think about. And not only that, after everything that he created, what did he say? It is good. It was good. He did good when he created you. And it was in his heart to create us. It was in a heart to create a family. We're a family of the living God. He's our father. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's laid out in the word. To, uh, John 1, 12, to as many as received him, he gave them power to become the sons and daughters of God. We just get to come right into this blessed family. And uh, it, it's a privilege and an honor, but wow, it was designed that way. It wasn't accidental. Our creation wasn't an accident. We didn't come crawling up out of some primordial slime up onto a rock. Good news. You are planned out and way more special than that. You're created in the image of God, unique as you are. Praise God. All right. <clears throat> so let's go ahead and look over at Colossians chapter 1. find it here <clears throat> I think we're going to start with verse uh, 12 112 giving thanks to the father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light <clears throat> speaking of Jesus he delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. He picked us up, translated us, or moved us, or set us over in the light. Set us over in the family. Pulled us out of darkness into the light. Into the kingdom of His dear Son. <clears throat> he has delivered us from the power of darkness. Conveyed us into the kingdom of His Son of His love. In whom we have redemption through His blood. And forgiveness of sins. Wow. Like you say, you could just read this. You really don't need to even really get into that too much other than going, wow, that is a powerful message. We have redemption because of what Christ did for us. We're redeemed. We're bought back. We're purchased back from the 
claws or the grip of the enemy was broken and paid for by the blood of Christ so that we could have forgiveness of sins. Okay, so this Jesus who we're talking about here, he is the image, here we go again, Jesus is the image of the invisible God. When Jesus was walking the earth, when he was here in his, uh, in the flesh, it says what? He's Emmanuel, God with us. He was walking here. But it says that he is the image of the, I mean, if you look at him and you'd set God right next to him, you'd just have two of them. Which one's which? I mean, they're, they're the same. They look the same. And they are the same. Father, Son, Holy Spirit is kind of a mind-boggler, isn't it? They get your brain on tilt sometimes. They're all God, and they're all individual persons of the Godhead. And sometimes, you know, try to explain it to people, and it's hard because, I mean, I know it in my heart, but to explain it to your rational brain makes no sense. But, you know, I've heard some good explanations, like water. You got uh, ice, water. Steam, three different forms of the same thing. You got the egg, you know, here's the other one, that shell, the yolk, the white, all egg, all the same. Sorry, God, I know that's not very good, probably. Not an egghead or whatever. <laughs> but same kind of concept, you know, it says they're all egg. They're all part of the egg. They're all water. They're all, but so this God, though, this Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. So if he was the firstborn, what does that mean? That there was a secondborn, thirdborn, fourthborn, nine million born, one billion, eight, you know, whatever the number is that you are, born of Christ. He was the firstborn. He was the first one that came up out of the grave and was, you know, alive and well. And ever, he said, because I have everlasting life, so can you, you know, because he had died for us. And he came and rose up to eternal life. We also can have that. It says, for by him all things were created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or power, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn, again it says, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. That's our God. That's Jesus. In him, he is, I mean, he is above all things. He is, he is the ultimate. He is the top. He is the ultimate power of the universe, our God. Head of the body. Leader of the church. And the exact image, okay, you're created in God's image. Jesus is the exact image of God. That's what it said. Did I make it up? Or are you guys tracking? Anybody tracking with me? You following me along here? All right. All right. Let's look over at Hebrews chapter 1. 
Thanks for saying yes. That's really good because I don't know what I'd do if you say no. It's like, we'll meet later. <laughs> All right. So just trying to get this concept in your head of, of this image. I don't know. God just keeps talking to me about this image and this, what we are. I think so often um, our self-image is pretty bad. Who is your worst critic? You're, typically, it's yourself, right? I mean, we're rough on ourselves. Man, I should... I should pray more. I shouldn't miss, you know, I shouldn't have done this. I didn't, I didn't talk to that customer right. I did this. I did that. You know, you just constantly, and that's okay. Sometimes the Holy Spirit, you know, he convicts us of sin, and that's okay. But also the enemy will come in and go, you know what? You are worthless. You are a failure. When heaven, when he, when he talks about the resurrected hope, you're not going. You're not really good enough to get to heaven. You are not qualified. The enemy is a liar. He is the father of all lies. But he does lie. Right? And I think our sometimes our image of ourselves is is low. Because you are a child, a daughter, or a son of the king of kings I mean he loves you so much that he personally went up on the cross for my sins and shed his blood so that I could live and not die in my sin And, it, and it's not just, I'm using myself as an example because I know it's true in my life. I know I'm born again. I know that the blood of Christ has washed me of sin. And that I have heaven, you know, that living hope you were singing about this morning. Boy, people in the world that don't know Christ, they are lost and with no hope. It's sad because there's just nothing that is, because the truth is that God is real. The truth is that Jesus died for you. The truth is that he loves you so much. But the world has just nothing to get their hands on because it's fleeting. It's temporary. Wealth is temporary. You know, uh, fame is temporary. All the things that the world is, power, you know, will diminish. It's changing all the time. All those things are variables. They're just, they're just moving. They're a moving target. But man, we have an anchor that is forever solid. It says of the word of God, it is forever settled in heaven. Not one jot, not one tittle. Not, you know, I like to say, you know, comma or period or I dotted or cross T not changing man it is firm it is solid it's a rock and we have a hope in in our god so this hebrews chapter one you guys probably already been it's not up there yet that's good because you've been all you've been way ahead of me 
Hebrews 1, 1. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets. So in the Old Testament, before Jesus, the prophets spoke the word of God. They, you know, Isaiah and Isaac and Elijah, Elijah, um, the, the prophets, they spoke the word of God to, to the people of God. And ha- but has in verse 2, in the last days, um, you know, there's a, several references uh, and one of them is the pouring of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in, in Acts that Joel speaks about that we're in the last days. You know, we're, we're in the last days. I mean, that's what the Bible says. And I don't know if that means next month or 40 years from now, but we are, we are definitely in the last days because it says, in the last days he has spoken to us by his son, Jesus. That's how he speaks to us. That whom he has appointed... Heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. Man, again, Jesus is just, you know, when he was walking the earth, he was God. Our God walked the earth. It said that he was sad. Sad. Jesus wept when Lazarus died. That's the shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus wept. And he was cold. You know, he just didn't walk through this earth in a, in a bubble like a cocoon and was just, you know, perfectly heated to 70 degrees, 45% humidity, and untouchable, you know, he was just... No, he walked through the earth. He, he walked through the mud puddles. He stepped in donkey dew. Did I really say that? Is this on tape? Could you, could you blank that part out for me? No, I mean, you know, think about it, though. I mean, he was, he was here walking the earth. Our God. Just being here and spending time with his people and preaching the message of salvation, knowing that he was going to die, he knew the whole time, Daisy, that what the scripture said, he was going to be sacrificed on our behalf. Just like uh, John the Baptist said when he saw him at the River Jordan, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And, and the thing that's so cool about our God being here and, and, and walking the earth and, like you say, being cold and being hot, and you know, it was hot over there, deserty, thirsty, hungry, like you say, sad. He had emotions. His friend died. He, he knew he was going to raise, probably knew already he was going to raise him from the dead, but he still wept because he had to go through that. And it's, I think it's so cool to think about that the God that walked this earth, that is our intercessor, says he ever, he's at the right hand of God, ever living to make intercession for us. He knows what it's like to go through it. He's not, he's not unable to grasp what we're going through on this earth because he was here. He, he spent time here. 
And uh, it's great when we pray to him. He, he just knows what we're going through. And he's God. He knows already. But, I mean, he really knows because he, he went through it himself. <clears throat> this Jesus, upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels. He, I mean, the angels are great, but Jesus is greater. He created them, right? So he's, I mean, he's got to be, he's a cr- creator. And by his her- inheritance, he has obtained a more excellent name than they. All right, so just kind of recap a tiny bit. You're created in the image of God. Jesus is the exact, not replica, image, but he, he is God, but he's exactly God. He, he, if you want to know what God looked like, you, you look at Jesus. And we see a lot of paintings of him, and I mean, you know, some of them all, I'm not so sure there's a gold halo over his head all the time. And I don't mean to make fun of that, but you I mean you know, but he was a he was human, and and so, uh, for us, I, he, the thing is, he can just relate to us. Yeah. Amen. So, um, all right. So here's here's where I want to go right now. James chapter three. <laughs> it's kind of all over the place this morning. That's good. Get a few scriptures in us all. Um, and I think we'll just start with, with verse 9. And, and, of course, this is a chapter concerning taming the tongue and, and, and how our tongue, with a little spark, can just set forth this forest fire. Man, we've seen it around here. Somebody's shooting their guns, which I shoot guns and stuff, but you could start, I mean, just a spark can start a tragedy, a, a fire. And with our tongue, with that, it, it can, you know, you can really cut with your tongue. You can really slice and dice, tear people up. And the same tongue that can do that which we've all done and feel bad about and have to repent over and Lord help me tame this thing the same tongue is can also just massively bless you I mean you could speak into people's lives you can speak into um, somebody's life that just at that proper time the exact thing you say is exactly what they need to hear to, to just bring them peace in their heart or to uh, really minister to them, really speak life. So we have the option to speak life into people. <clears throat> so ver- uh, I'm going to just back up to eight. It says, but no man contain the tongue. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who, we curse men, women, 
who have been made in the similitude of God or are also in God's image. And sometimes I think, um, you know, when I've thought about this before, I can, I can kind of, I'm selfish. I'm a selfish person. I'm a fleshly guy. I need help <laughs> at times from the Holy Spirit to just keep us going. Cause, but I can get a grasp sometimes on that I'm created in the image of God. I don't know about you all. No, I mean, that's the selfish part of us, right? I mean, I can, I can kind of get it because I'm born again. Because I know I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. Because I know he's changed my life and he's done all this. But what about this? What about the customer that got the wrong set of chains that drove all the way up to the top of Highway 50? And the chains he got were the wrong size for his tire. And he comes back in, he's not happy. That same guy, gal, created in the image of God. That's what I want to try to get to us this morning. You're created, but so's the person sitting next to you and in front of you, behind you, at the grocery store, at the bank, at the you know, wherever, in jail. I, I'm blessed. You know, I, I get to go in there every five weeks and just preach to people. and Nobody can get up and run out. <laughs> I've got, you literally have a captive audience. <laughs> but people are so receptive there. Because they need that living hope. They need they need life. You know, man, I I in I love that in Deuteronomy twenty eight talks about you know all the curses, all the curses, and then all the blessings, all the blessings, and at the end, God says, choose life. Hello, choose life. You can have life this morning. You have the option. If you're not saved, to choose life. You can stay exactly where you're at and stay in spiritual death, but you have the opportunity to choose life. That's what the Holy Spirit says to you this morning. Choose life. So we have these images look like God. <clears throat> Let's look over uh, at Romans chapter 8. <clears throat> and I'm going to start with verse 29. Boy, Romans 8, sure a powerhouse chapter. If I had to pick a chapter in the Bible, that might be like, that might be it. I mean, it's just awesome. You get a chance to read through it later this week, just just read that whole chapter. It's pretty short. But, man, it talks about life in the Spirit. And having, you know, know you not that the same Spirit 
that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. I mean, that is power. How many have ever seen anybody raised from the dead? Anybody? I was just curious. I mean, I know it still happens. I've seen people's legs grow out. Because God is a powerful God. And not only that, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You, right back there, guys? Amen. He has not changed. And he won't change. Oh, where am I going here? Yeah, here we go. So, I'll just, I think I'll start with 28. And we know, because it's just such a good scripture. (laughs) You know, you just kind of keep backing up. You're like, oh, that's good. Oh, I should read that. I could read the whole thing. But it says, and we know that all things work together for good to those that love God. <clears throat> to those who are called according to his purpose. That's, a, that's an encouraging scripture. If you love God, he, he's working on your behalf. Might be behind the scenes. Might not, you know, you might not see it happening right here, but it, he, it's happening. He ever lives to make intercession for you. I mean, he's praying for, for you right now. That you would just get the most out of this message. That you would get, not because of me, but because the word of God is, is just powerful. And it's, it's, it's able to do a work in our lives. It's like the, you know, it's the, it's the bread. It's the, the meat of the word. We're feeding now. We're feeding on what God wants us to have. And spiritually, we get strengthened up. It says this, that... Um, Verse 29, for whom he foreknow, Jesus, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. See, predestination's kind of one another crazy thing. I don't really want to get too far into it other than our God is all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's omnipresent. And he know, knew from the very beginning when you were knit together in your mother's womb that you would be saved or not because he's, he's God. He knows. And so, but just, wow. He knew you when you knit together in your mother's womb. That's a long time ago for some of us. But that's amazing to think that all the way up through my, till I was 26 years old when I got saved, his hand of protection was upon me. When my crazy days of total vehicles and accidents and parties off the deep end, rolling things flying out I had a friend that I lifted a, I lifted a suburban off him when he got he, I mean I had superhuman one of those superhuman strength things happen I rolled right over and it was right on top of him I picked it up Dan 65 suburban things solid steel baby they don't make them like that anymore yeah right thank you 
He was pinned under there. I'll never forget it. Pinned under there. And I told him, I'm just thinking in my head, you know what? I think, the, I think this thing's like on a, on a rock. I think it's on a balance point. And if I just lift up, it's just, that's what I thought in my head. And I said, yeah, on three. Out he goes, I wasn't saved. I didn't even realize that for a couple weeks. It, I didn't really even think about it. And a couple weeks later, I'm like, oh, my goodness gracious. I lifted a vehicle off a guy. Yeah, yeah, about 800 angels and Rob just barely, you know, just, I just had hands. I was there. I probably didn't do anything. But he had his hand of protection upon me. Every one of us have a story for our lives that's different. I mean, if you're saved at six, awesome. If you were served God all your life, that's, that's so much better. That's so much better of a story. He's writing a story line of our life. And he knows the end from the beginning. And he knows that we are guaranteed, you know, if we're saved, we're going to heaven. And he knows he's going to spend eternity with us. And all those things. But he said, whom, verse 29, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed. This is us now he's talking about, Christians, to be conformed to the image of his son. So we're, we're created in the image of God. But, you know, when we're saved, how many of you know, we got a ways to go. That's not the end of the story, Right? We're saved and, you know, I mean, if we were, if, if he designed us to just be saved, we, you know, we'd just shoot up to heaven. Pew! Kind of like, I like those bank tubes, Donna. Those things that just shoot those tubes everywhere. Things are cool. Or Elf. Elf gets his head stuck up in the, in the tube. It's a nice G-rated movie. I love Elf. But he's, shoo, you know, we'd have, I mean, if we'd have been saved and that's the end of the story, that'd be it. But he's working on us. See, he's conforming us to his image. And I, I don't know why, but I just keep thinking. I get kind of this thought of a, like a, a, a blow mold injection thing where you want it to look just exactly the same, you know. So you pump in this plastic and it's in this perfect form. And, and when, it, you know, they split it open, it's like, whoa, look. <laughs> pretty <laughs> but you know but he's he's working on us Ben to, to, to be conformed to the image of God just as he you know is is working on us and he is he is he's knocking off you know these big chunks of yeah you don't need that yeah, let me let me whittle that off we had our, my, my boys, we were on a camping trip this fall, a hunting trip, and all they did was whittle the whole time we were there. But it's kind of like he's whittling the stuff into shape. He's, you know, and it, you see people that can really do intricate, beautiful woodwork. See, that's what God is doing for you. He is intricately carving this beautiful image that's conformed to, to him. And each one of us, we're not, and we're not, um, we're not just all, we don't, we're not all 5'10", gray hair. I mean, 
we're all individual, beautiful masterpieces that he has created and invested and spent his blood on my behalf. But we're all, but we're, we're different. You know, we're all, we're different. But yet, we're in the family. Because if we were all the same, you know, it's like that the uh, Corinthians talks about, you know, there are many members of the body. Well, you can't all be the head. Right? You can't all be the right hand or the left hand. I mean, we need legs. We need, you know, we need kidneys and lungs, hearts. It, you know, important pieces. We're, you guys are important to the kingdom of God this morning. Created in the image of Jesus. Being conformed as we grow and take in the word and, you know, we pray and, and just time spent with him. The reason, I, you know, I was thinking about all this is that uh, the, the family, see, we're this family member. And when you spend time with your family, do you ever notice that you start to kind of look alike? You start to kind of dress alike. You got the same sense of humor. You know, all those different things. And, and, and we're unique individuals. I'm not saying, but, but you, as family, see, you, 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 have, you have these inside jokes, right? Only your family really knows, you know. Um, Melissa from Nevada. You know, that's one of our inside jokes because our daughter got called up at SeaWorld and she was with the seal and got to kiss the seal. And it was Melissa from Nevada. But you can just say that and we, we don't have to go through the whole story. <laughs> you know, just a lot faster to just do that. But, <laughs> but that's how it is in the family, don't you? See, you, we're, we're in the family of God and we're... We're, we, we, know the ins, we know the inside scoop. We know what's going to happen at the end of the book. I don't know what that last song, I think it was. Wow, that was powerful. I, I, I wish I kind of knew the words to it. I don't, but, but the, and, and I will rise. I love that song. We're going to rise up someday and just spend eternity with him because of the love of God for us. Because of this, he's just, he's molding us. And, you know, it's like, like he's the potter. We are the clay. And we start out as a big lump. You don't start out as a beautiful, you know, this beautiful glass, you know, beautiful vase. We call them vases here in Nevada, but we got a va- I got a vase. <laughs> I have a vase. But you got, you got the mud, you throw it on the wheel, and I mean, here's, you see people that are, are good at that, and they just, they just make this thing into this beautiful thing. And God is making you into a beautiful thing. He's, he's making you into and conforming you to his image. All right. Well, how am I doing? Pretty good on time. Get close here. 
Ephesians 5, 1, I'm just going to read it. It says this, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. When, when you have a little, like your grandson's age, you know, I don't know what the age is. I kind of sort of forget. Three, four maybe. Two, three, four in there. Where they want to do everything you do. They walk behind you. You're wearing big cowboy boots, Brian. You know, they got big cowboy boots. They're walking behind you. Um, you, you know, you kind of, you walk with your hand, you know, kind of walk like this. They'll walk like that. They'll mimic everything you do. You also have to be very careful what you say <laughs> at that point in time because, right, they repeat it. But that's what we want to be. We want to be like that four-year-old or whatever, just following our dad. Whatever he does, you know, walking like this, that's cool. Whatever. We, we want to, you know, be like him. Because we're, we're, you know, we look up to him. He's our, he, sometimes, and maybe this is just me. It's just such a high bar. You know what I'm talking about when I say high bar? Anybody ever pull vault or high jump? Is you know, if I I could actually high jump my height that one time. I was about five eight. I could jump five eight, which was pretty good. But you put it up about seventeen feet. Let's just say seventeen or twenty. You'd look at that and go, Yeah, it's impossible. I can't do it. That's the way it is a lot of times. I think. When we look at what, you know, he was perfect. He never sinned. Never backtalked his parents. I mean, just, I mean, I mean, you just think of things that, how did he do that? But Jesus is sinless. He's perfect. And I think a little bit of the time, since the bar's so high, we don't try. What's the point? I can never be perfect. Uh can't do it I'm not going to try I think we we underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit in our life it's like taming the tongue it says no man can tame the tongue but the Holy Spirit can you know we're speaking in tongues we can pray in tongues we can we can take some things that that help so that what comes out of our mouth is is better right and so I, I just want to encourage you this morning. I want to finish up with uh, Philippians chapter 1. You guys all ready to go? Everybody ready to rock and roll out of here? No? If I can find it, there it is. Philippians chapter 1. So, look, look to your left. Check out your neighbor on your left. Which way? This left, this way. Okay, check out your neighbor on, on the right. Not, I don't mean check them out. You know, I'd <laughs> observe your neighbor. <laughs> How's that? That's probably better English. Observe your neighbor. Um, <laughs> but just remember, you know, the image, your neighbor is also created in the image of God. 
And as we wrap up, I just want to encourage you this morning. God loves you. He's made you exactly you on purpose. He did not make a mistake. He's, he, he, he is perfect in all his ways. As, and he loves you. And it says this morning, I <clears throat> thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you with all joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day till now. Here, verse 6, here's where I'm getting to. So being confident of this very thing. Paul was confident. He was assured. He was absolutely, this is like a guarantee that will not be broken. That he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. He will never give up on you. He will never forsake you. He will never take off and leave you hanging. But he will, he, he's, he's just wanting to get you conformed. And, you know, sometimes I think in that mold, you know, that clay is just, ow, ow. <laughs> you know, we're, you know we're, we're getting conformed. We're getting worked on a little bit. Sometimes it's not comfortable. But the end result, the end result is awesome. And he is, he is, he is working on you, not for his benefit, but for yours, for your benefit. All of it, see, the love of God is just all-encompassing. It's just, it, 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 we can't even grasp it, the love of God. I mean, it's, you know, it says, you know, no angel, no, no demon, no force from hell, not, no, nothing high, nothing low, doesn't matter. Nothing. Everybody say nothing. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Not one thing. But you. The big, you, you can just turn it off. Donna, could you maybe just plink something up there are you are you unready for that but you look a little surprised (laughs) put you on the spot just just something and so to wrap up today I just want to encourage you if uh, you don't know what we're talking about if you don't know what this great salvation is if you've never experienced it today and maybe we should have a few of our prayer warriors up towards the front please in prayer team but if you have not been saved if you have not you don't know of this Jesus you don't you've heard of him but you don't know that he loves you personally specifically you today you can act upon that Today you can receive salvation. Today you can repent of your sins, be washed in the blood of Jesus, be guaranteed heaven like we were singing about this morning. Man, heaven's going to be a wonderful place. Streets of gold, gates of pearls. No need of light there because God and the Son 
conquers all the it's just the glory no sickness no pain that's our hope but it's it's written in the book for us it's written you know like in his own blood if you will So if you need to be saved today, I encourage you just come up, speak to one of these nice folks. They'll lead you in a simple prayer. It's so, it's such a clean and it's easy, it's simple, but yet it's profound. I mean, it's just profound to be taken out of the kingdom of darkness and set over here upon the rock, on the light. And I'd also, just this morning, open up the altars as well to those of you that at one time were really pursuing getting conformed to the image of God, really working at it, and then somewhere along the line got sidetracked, kind of just got off the beaten path a little bit. You know, uh, it, it's easy to do. It's easy to get off the track, but there's always, it's just like in the prodigal son, I love that story. Just uh, God the Father just looking down, you know, I'm not, look, I'm not looking at anybody specific, okay. But he just was looking down and saw his wayward son that came back. And he said, today, man, is a, is a great day because my son who once was dead is now alive again. So open up the altars. If you, if you need to get right with God, you want to be a little bit more conformed today. You, wanna, you need prayer for anything, for health, healing, deliverance. See, Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it to the abundant. He doesn't want you just clawing along, barely getting along, but he wants to bless you. So we just open up the altars this morning to anyone that needs prayer. And uh, what we'll go ahead and do is we'll go ahead and uh, dismiss the, the rest of you. But please, if you need prayer for anything, don't let that be distractive to you. Come forward. And, and, and just take care of your business with God this morning. He's just waiting, waiting for you. I, I'm not sure what you're saying, James. For the meal? Okay, thank you. So uh, I'll go ahead and bless our meal. Also, and you can be dismissed. Don't forget raviolis. Sounds good. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for your, uh, your blessed hope. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for life everlasting. Lord, we thank you for our meal today. I ask that you'd bless it to our bodies. Bless the hands that have prepared it, Father. And uh, Lord, we ask that you would just uh, be with us the rest of the day. Minister to these people. Let them know and remind them, Lord, that they are in the family of the living God. And if not, they can't be. Father, we praise and thank you. Pray this all in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.